This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to our new Aston Villa podcast, Claret and Blue. I'm Matt Kendrick, football editor at Birmingham Live. Aston Villa through and through for my sins. I'm joined by... Ashley Priest, yeah, our Aston Villa writer. That's it, yeah. We're um, a bit nervous. It's our, it's our first edition yeah. of the relaunch. Yeah. Um, we haven't quite done a Matty target and uh, puked all over the floor, uh, but it has been uh, yeah. a, a bit anxious. We want to make sure that, that we, we, we make this an all-singing, all-dancing uh, extravaganza. And what better way to kick off than with, with an Aston Villa victory? You know, we're not going to be able to promise you one of these every week. No, um, no, but hopefully no. we'll be able to promise you promise you an Aston Villa victory one week in three. We should just see us eco over the line on 39.3 points. <laughs> uh, last night, Ash, we were both there at yeah. uh, Fortress Villa Park yeah. for, for the victory over Newcastle. What, what, what are your thoughts? Routine win, as always. <laughs> not, um, yeah, first half was brilliant. You've seen that from the team, the team sheet Dean Smith put out. Dropping marvellous, no need for the insurance policy in there. We're going to go at Newcastle at the throat, there for the taking. They play 4 5 4 1, didn't they? And he went, he, yeah, he set out from there. The outset was there for all to see. We're going to go at Newcastle uh, right from the off. And um, yeah, Hurahan, brilliant scoring, setting one up. And yeah, I mean, the first half, that, that, that did the job, didn't it, in the end? Um, our guys getting in the act as well. Great to see it. everyone on form. Near enough sellout crowd as well, a month before Christmas on a Monday night. Spot being on Sky, says everything at the moment, and yeah, made all the more sweet tackles. Obviously, Bruce is in the other dugout. Yeah, it was a proper Bruce versus Smith or Smith versus Bruce because the way Newcastle was set up reminded me, and you'll get used to these crap analogies as the time goes on, dear podcast listeners and viewers. You know those old kind of maze puzzles where you got that little steel ball bearing and you had to shake it around. You, it, everywhere you looked was blocked, yeah, but you had to shake it around till you could find the gap. Yeah, it was like that. They were so kind of set up and kind of entrenched and encamped that I thought, God, this is going to be a bit of a slog, this is. Mm. So I was delighted that it took, uh, and I heard Jack and, and, and Conor Hurahan talking about this this free kick after the game. I was delighted that they had that little bit of inventiveness and it must have killed Bruce, I think, for to be out to be done by two set pieces. Yeah. But the way that they created that, that first one for mm. Conor, yeah. I mean, the goalie... Didn't, didn't have a clue the way, the way he snuck in at the near post and it needed something like that it needed something yeah. like to, to bring Newcastle out but yeah, as yeah. soon as that happened you know I thought you know you're joking about routine when it's never a routine win for Aston Villa you know we, we've all followed Villa long enough to realise that nothing's ever straightforward no. and those 10 minutes at the start of the second half were particularly kind of hairy I thought but after that once Villa kind of got to grips with it again for the, the latter part of the second half could have been five or six I thought oh god um, yeah you know, Jack was brilliant, but his finishing probably probably was the only only mm. thing thing that let him down. Um, but it's important. It's important to, to win the, the the games, the league within the league, isn't it? The, those games when you're playing the opposition who, around you. who are going to be going to be near you. They're thereabouts, yeah. Um, it was um, Villa played well for once and got the result for once. Which got, this season's been the story of the year, hasn't it? Playing well and not getting anything. Last night they did that. Proves a point to the players and to Smith. We can actually play well and get, get the three points at the same time uh, as you say the only uh, gripe you could have is Villa could be more, more ruthless the Newcastle were there for the taking they could have got three or four 
Wesley had one on a play, should have scored. And yeah, that will take that into the games coming up now. But yeah, I thought Smith was bold from, from the outset. He knows what the Villa fans want. I want to see blood and thunder on the pitch, go out, go out the opposition teams, whereas before, under previous regime, it'd be set up not to lose. So, which what Newcastle did yesterday. Um, yeah, I couldn't fuck the display. Having Jack Grealish back in there, just it's a ser- he's a serious footballer now. Start taking him seriously. Um, he does it time and time again. Forget the England nonsense. He's, he's Villa's main man, and um, he did it last night. Got man of the match award. Carragher and Neville absolutely loving him and yeah he was there for the millions to watch on the box at home just how good he is so start taking him seriously now he's not just this, this, this pansy who goes over falls over all the time he's I mean the stats speak for themselves out of this world stats most touches Dee said on Friday it's his happy place so I was thinking is he on about there but I mean shutting his stuff out there it's like a kid in a park it's it's uh, great to watch and now he stepped up to the Premier League now as if it's with ease I, I can do this whereas as I've said to you before, he's a bit tentative on it at the start yeah. of the year, thinking, oh, I don't want to make any mistakes, everyone's watching me. But now he's, he's like, yes, he's, this is quite easy, and then I'm, I'm going I'm to do, do the business which he did last night. So, yeah, getting more goals in the games, and he needs more goals to his game now, as you mentioned. But these big big stages, he relishes these. The Emirates, he, he loved playing against their Old Trafford this weekend. He's going to love that. Um, Chelsea at the bridge, yeah. And you'll target the Leicester game in a few weeks as well to show I'm better than Madison. I'm 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 the real deal. So having him back, I can't speak highly. I mean, it's so, it's so good, isn't it? It's interesting that you mentioned this this happy place because kind of I was set up high in the in the Trinity um, for the match, and you know we all we know that Dean win, lose or draw stands by the tunnel yeah, and, yeah. and gives everybody a handshake. And it was Jack, and I, I don't think he was doing it deliberately to kind of over milk the acclaim. He's a last man off the pitch, little friendly wave up to the galleries, and a big kind of big grin on his face. Big, you know, takes his shirt, shirt off, off, gives it to um, gives it to a kid on the front row of the, the Trinity. Um, big embrace with with Dean Smith yeah. with a with a, a kind of big smile on his face, and he is he is his happy place, and it's it's such a nice kind of. Mutual appreciation mm. society. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've said this before, <clears throat> Villa fans, the connection that they've got with this team, and I know there's a lot of new signings, but the team that, that's got them in the, back in the Premier League and the team that's got them proud again, yep. it's, such a, it's such a lovely feeling. Um, particularly on Grealish, bit, bit of name-dropping. I mentioned to you, lads, that his dad sorted out uh, one of Jack's old trophies yeah. um, for my lad, and Jack signed the back of it, you know, best wishes, so... He's giving it to Nets and Colts under 12s. It's oh, going to be right. for their yeah. their man of the match or their trainer of the week award. So just thank, thanks to Jack and his dad Kev for sorting that out. I was just saying that you know Jack probably earned that trophy back himself last yeah. night. We should have gone down and presented it yeah. with him because he was you know really strutting his stuff. Um, wanted to talk to you about Conor Hurahan because mm. for me. Well, Villa fans will probably think Matt, you're just talk, talking crap here. We're probably thinking that generally, to, to be honest, when they listen to me. I don't think Conor Hurahan has quite got to hero status yet with Villa fans. And yet, I've not seen many goal-scoring midfielders down at Villa since you can probably count them on, on one hand. Yeah. In, in my time, and I'm talking over the last 30 years of watching Villa, you can probably say there's been Ian Taylor, there was James Milner for a patch. Mm. Um, Platt. David, of course, David Platt. David Platt was, was, was the, the archetypal goal-scoring midfielder. How did I forget Platt? Um <laughs> Other than that, I can't, yeah. there, ain't, there ain't many Villa, Villa players who hit double figures. No, incredible. For Aston Villa. Villa hat trick as well, hasn't he, before? Yeah, 
Um, I think he's 26 goals now in 103 starts. Not a bad return, is it? One in five average. It's, it's so remarkable. Well, obviously, we've got McGinn as well, who we, we hope is going to join that join that crew as well. Yeah. But Connor, he just. I don't know. Am I being am I being harsh? Do, do you feel that, or do you feel that the the, the love that he's due is is he's finally due a lot getting? Of love, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he come for a pittance, didn't he? Um, Steve Bruce signing, funnily enough. But I tried to claim that. Well, he was claiming yeah, that he one was, last yeah. night. He yeah. Was, yeah, claiming that one. What about small victories, Bruce? Here, <laughs> <laughs> look at the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as for her hand, uh, well, thank you, thank you for signing. And McGinn. Yeah. Cheers. No, sorry. <laughs> um, he scores in spurts, doesn't he? I mean, he has the odd bad game, which I'll be honest, he's not that authoritative time and time again. Yeah. But when he comes in, he, I mean, he's doing it now, he's proving Dean Smith wrong. What he dropped me at Man City, uh, and he's come back firing again. Um, he scored three for the season now, he should have scored one at um, Edwin Schultz off of Brighton, didn't he, as well? Or Burnley, was it? Uh, but he's got a knack of coming in and scoring and proving a point, which is uh, great to see. I hope, to, I hope to see him stick onto his shirt now, grab hold of his shirt, put in some more dominant displays and um, show, prove his worth, which he's doing. Um, that left foot of his, it's, it's can unlock defence, he's open cans of it. Uh, it's that good. Um, so that could be a really real weapon for Villa. There's a canister up there, actually, oh, that? that I bought Dan for his birthday. So if he wants to come around and open that, you know, I'm, <laughs> much as I'm loving this tea. Um, yeah. He's... <laughs> Think about Conor Hurran, I think, and I think he, you know, he, I, I think I'm right in saying he grew up in the, in the same part of Ireland as, as Roy Keane. Yeah, and yeah. He knew he, he knew Keane because did he? Did he? No, I think Sunderland trainer. Sunderland yeah. was it? He ain't going to be. <laughs> what I'm saying is, he ain't going to be Roy Keane. That's not in his makeup. No, no. He's not got that aggressive streak. He's not going to go and be your enforcer. He's yeah. not going to go and stick his foot in and win you the ball. So I think sometimes because. Because he's not that in-your-face player. You've got the game for that, haven't you? Yeah, and I think but sometimes, sometimes Hurrihan can kind of exist on the fringes of games. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what he's got to do. Not He's not got to turn into that kind of player, but when he is on the ball, when he's got dead ball situations, when he's got the ball in good areas to deliver from open play, yeah. he's got to make sure that time and time again yeah. he's producing, he's producing, and he's producing. And I think, like you say, he's tending to do that. He's tending to do that. Possibly... <laughs> He plays better that first game back in the team. He does, yeah, yeah. He does. You know, once he's in, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he fades to nothing, but once he's once he's in the second and third games, yeah. he don't quite seem to, no. to have that impact. No. So must play with a little bit of anger. That's it. What did he drop, man? I'm going to show. Then him he needs to bring him bring him off the bench after five minutes yeah. each game and, and and crank him into life like that. Yeah. Um, but again, Jack Jack and Connor made this this point last night on the interview that, that, that I saw them give that. If you've got Jack Grealish and John McGinn, who are amongst the most kind of marked men and, and fouled players yeah. on the pitch, and then you've got somebody who can deliver the way Conor Hurrahan can deliver, yeah. set pieces are a big deal. I you see. know, in, in in games that are tight, if you can if you can if you can win on those margins, then it's quite a good combination to have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're right. You mentioned it earlier about the way that 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 team was set up mm. last night, and I think Nakamba has been a real star. In the, in the, the early right, stage, stage of the season, but for Villa to be blessed with that many midfield op- field mm. options, yeah. in a position where you know Villa have been great at signing centre halves down the years, and we'll come to that in a, in a minute. Central midfielders, not so much. You know, we've had. I'm probably going to be a bit harsh on some of the names I'm talking about here, but we've had Kerim El Almadi, we've had Yakuba Silla. Yeah. Um, you know, give me some. Ashley Westwood split split opinion. For, for 
for the seasons that he, he, he was at Villa. Now, I mean, Henry, Henry Lansbury, I think he's, he's on the verge, he's on the brink of, of that breakthrough. Yeah. He ain't getting that team. No, any, moment, no, no. Anytime soon. No. What a what a nice position to be in. Yeah, it's uh, blessed blessed with so much talent in the engine room, which is good to see. Even McGinn was upstage last night. Yeah. McGinn of all people. I don't think McGinn's been brilliant for the last couple of games, <laughs> no. but he was still he pretty still could have scored twice. Exactly. He was still involved. He was still Yeah. Says a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. So um I mean he's, yeah, he scored ten ten in twenty club and country McGinn. All the folks on him before the game, he's pulling up trees for Scotland. And he's been outdone by the Irishman who ran up coming from the cold. Um, well, I think it's brilliant from McGinn, yeah. just fading out just before the January transfer window, because he, he loves Villa so much, yeah. you don't want anybody yeah. to come knocking. No. He's like, no, I don't, listen, I don't want your phone ringing, yeah. Dino. I'm just going to chill out for Couple a bit. seven out of ten. Let Connor and Jack take yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do, mate. <laughs> but yeah, quality. Just, I've, got, I've got a goal threat in the middle, haven't you, as well? Even Douglas Ruiz had, had a shot earlier. Yeah. Got a great save. He's a, I thought his name was Shoot. Oh, yeah, I think so. all over here when he's got the ball, it's Shoot. So yeah. I move. Oh, Doug, oh, Douglas Ruiz. He could be so. picking up off the, off the defence. <laughs> shoot. But no, no, yeah. Got, got goals in abundance there. And um, yeah, brilliant. Central defence. We've got um, Ezri Konza has made it yeah. into the, the starting lineup, and as is the way, had to wait until Bjorn Engels picked up a knock. Probably, probably one of the best of an average bunch at Wolves, to be honest. Yeah, he was. Um, at Molyneux last time out, and fair play to Dean Smith. I actually thought he'd restore Engels, even as well as Concert had played. I thought he'd restore Engels because he kind of got this uni set set up. Yeah, but he's coming, and again, you know, the, the kid, the kid ain't played in the Premier no, League. No. Premier League before, but no. didn't seem to phase him. Twenty-two year old, got, got a real swagger about him. Wears his socks high up, looks like a continental centre half. Loves it. Uh, strolls out of defence, looking the real deal. And yeah, I mean. He's not, not, not flummoxed at all, is he? He's so cool on the ball. Um, he slotted in there really well. He had to be patient as well, hasn't he? Must have yeah. been frustrating for him. Big money move in the summer. Smith lauded him up as a future England international. He's had to play the old Carabao Cup game and took his chance at Wolves last week. Didn't put a foot wrong for me. Um, and yeah, Smith said afterwards yesterday, he said uh, Engels trained this week. Had a decision to make. I thought Conta played well against Wolves. Kept his place and last night didn't put a foot wrong again. Alongside Mings, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Mings had a bit of a funny game last night. I thought he was overdoing the passes sometimes, shanking a few clearances, but he'll get his head back on. He's, he's crucial to Villa. They've got the options there, haven't they? Engels coming back in. I mean, there's Courtney Horse who can't get a game, who's looked solid in the cup games. Yeah, well stopped in that position. Constantine, well. I think I think the thing with. Um, I mean, listen, let's, let's put it in context. They're going to play better strike forces oh God, yeah. than Newcastle United, aren't they? Yeah. And probably not until Andy Carroll came on and they looked for the big diagonal to Carroll. Yeah. Did Conza really have a great no. deal to do? Um, but you've still got to get in there and get it done. Ming, Mings, to me, was an interesting one because I think it was so comfortable for Villa in the first half. Newcastle posed such little threat mm. and didn't really have any, any intention or any kind of desire to go and, and take Villa on. That... Almost just a bit of complacency yeah, can yeah. creep in a little bit yeah. and a bit of lazy passing and gave the ball away a few times. I think it took that little kind of... And that rolled into the start of the second half. Newcastle started brighter and Villa yeah. was still a little bit kind of lackadaisical, if you like. It wasn't until that first 10 minutes had gone that Villa thought, listen, we, we might not be playing against the best team in the Premier League, but we're playing against another Premier League team. We've got to be at this, otherwise... Things All it takes is a goal, isn't it? And I think once, once they'd sharpened up... Yeah. And I think then... They're playing at that tempo and things come naturally and Mings is 
playing the ball naturally and he's not having to kind of stroke it. He's just playing it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that helped. So I think it's as silly as it sounds. It's to me, God, I'm like a bloody amateur amateur coach here. But it, it, when my lad plays football on a Sunday and he plays as defender. I think you need to be anxious. I think you need anxiety Definitely. as a defender. You need to always panic and fear yeah. what's the worst that could happen here. <laughs> you Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be checking over your shoulder. You need to be kind of yeah. knowing where everybody is. I think once you've got that bit of anxiety, it just sharpens, yeah, sharpens your performance. Like so I'm sure Tyrone Mings, who's an England international, will really welcome Matt Kendrick, <laughs> <laughs> soccer dad, for uh, his, insight, <laughs> his insightful analysis here. But uh, yeah, be anxious, be anxious. Yeah. Um, Another one I wanted to. We're not going to go through and talk talk player by player, but um, your man up front, uh, Wesley, yeah. uh, continues to, to to split opinion. We've spoken about him at length before, so I don't I don't think we need we need chapter and verse about him. But just on the basis of last night, what did what did you think of him last night? I like his haircut. <laughs> his hair, <isn't> it? <laughs> that's uh... enough, and that's the Wesley allows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone for the uh, tough man, hard man look. Um, I didn't... Some of us have no choice, mate. Oh, <laughs> Not because I'm an hard man, just because I'm bald, basically, just before anybody tries to offer me out. Uh, yeah, other than. Good observation skills. You've got a concept on socks up. You've got Wesley. Uh, yeah. This sounds like a thing you might have missed. Pace for me, Ash. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sporting the uh, the old uh, Brazilian R9 skinhead, but he, uh, he didn't finish locking. Wonder where you go with that? Know, sporting yeah. the old Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's on the plate, boy. Hurrahan, wasn't he? He should have scored, man. But um, he's working hard, isn't he? Uh, the crowd are loving that. Give him his due. All, your, all, your, all the crowd wants a bit of graft. Um, he's hard up there. Smith Smith praised him afterwards. He said, um, Jakobod, three centre halves. Which, don't forget, he's up there on his own. He's in three centre halves. He, he's not this one man battering ram, expected to get the ball into feet, turn around, put one on the floor, put one in top corner. He's, he's got to, it's going to come. Um, we haven't seen the best of him yet, so he's still learning the game as a, as a one man tar- striker. So, yeah, patience is, patience is a good thing. I think you're right. I think you can be guilty of expecting him to be. I've got an image of. Um... Stan, Stan Collymore now, not in the uh, not in a Villa shirt, in a Forest shirt, kind of roll, getting the ball, rolling defenders, doing it all himself, yeah. sweeping finishes, all that. Exactly. Even Stan Collymore had Brian Roy and Pierre Van Hooydonk yeah. and a foil up there. Yeah. Wesley's got to. Yeah. He, he's got to get the. You know, he's the man who's the focal point. He's making the ball stick. I don't think we can expect him to be the one who's delivering all the goals. Oh. But Wesley's played up top and tried to get um, Jack in around him. Tried yeah. to get. Algarzian around him McGinn's got forward a few times so he's played his part in that team yes. it might only have been a 2-0 win but it could have been a 5-0 6-0 Villa are creating enough yep. and providing he's got that support yeah and he's getting chances he had the yeah. chance last night he'll take a yeah. few of them yeah. um, he's, he's go to he's trademark now isn't he? he pins a defender back there's loads of room for him um, so he protects the ball he waits for players to get up with him and that, that seems to be his go-to trademark for him at the moment. So he's he's more of a link-up link up striker, as you know. The four goals he has scored, he took him, took him five touches. So with service, yeah. he, will, he will score. So it's a shame he didn't take that one last night. That was yeah. a guilt-edged chance, yeah. wasn't it? He should, should have took that, but never. And yeah, I mean, another tough game against you. Harry Maguire's coming up. Yeah. And um, the, some of the best defences in the league. So don't forget he's only turned 23 today. So he'll be learning the game. Just, yeah, just bear with him. I mean, it'll be, it'll be right. birthday today? Birthday today, yeah. So shout him out. Oh, God. Dan, you know that can of Stella and then frazzles that I gave for your birthday, mate? Uh, you don't mind here. I, <laughs> I ain't giving them Wesley, mate. I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
I didn't want to talk about this, but I think we've got to talk about it. And Villa fans, if you didn't want to talk about it, why are you talking about it? It's our podcast, so we're talking about it. Yeah. The Bruce factor yeah. last night. Now I felt that the Villa fans played it just perfectly. Kind of didn't really acknowledge that no. he was there. So I don't mean that in a harsh way, but it didn't need to be about no, no. Bruce last night. It was it was about getting the three points. It was about beating a side around Villa. It was about Villa getting over a run of defeats and getting some confidence back. And I just thought it was kind of a nice understated. They didn't didn't boo him, and I don't think he should have been booed because no. although it ended on a sour note, I think he did his best. He did, he did his absolute best to steady the ship and get Villa back. Um, so yeah, I just I thought I was, I was really proud of the Villa Park crowd for the way that they played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, obviously that, that taunted him after Galgazi second. Didn't yeah, they? I mean I think I've what to score, Bruce. You got to score, but um, I didn't think they overdid it though. No, you know, you just sort of wasn't it in yeah. the end, and towards the end of the game, and the result was in the bag. Dean Smith give us a wave. And I then, thought that was. I thought that that, that was. The, I mean, I know Bruce. You're in the press conference. You're just so yards away from him. I know Bruce at the end of the, the in his press at the end said, "No, nah, it didn't hurt him. Yeah. I'm over that." But you know, looking at his face as he as he kind of trudged down the touchline, and I think seeing the whole end giving giving Dino the acclaim yeah. and Dino with a little kind of modest a modest wave back, I think that was just that was the biggest statement for me. That yeah. was more that said more to me than. Brucey, Brucey, what's yeah. the score? That said more to me than pelting the fella with you, the, the Sainsbury shopping trolley full of veg. That said more yeah. to me than booing him. Didn't need any of that. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I, I did watch watch Bruce walk down to to the dugout before the before mm. the game. I mean, pat on the back from Dean Smith, a little bit of banter with John Terry and stuff. But I don't think the crowd really noticed no, no. or didn't applaud, didn't didn't boo or anything. No. Um, I think it's a, a statement that. Time moves on. Definitely. Dean Smith, you know. give his thumb up to the crowd, little subtle gesture. Yeah, everyone's moved on. Everyone's Villa for better off now. Yeah, we should move forward, don't we? How did he come across in the press at the end, bro? Um, like a face like a slapped uh, so-and-so, <laughs> to be honest. He was absolutely doing... Oh, that when he's happy? Yeah, doing he was. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he was just swallowing his pride kind of thing, but he wasn't happy with his Newcastle players. Um, and yeah, he said the result because it was at Villa Park didn't hurt him. He said he was just disappointed with the result and the way the players performed. Yeah, he said he reiterated to me, no, 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 we've gone past that now. We moved on. Villa's a good, good club. I did my best for two years. Enjoyed my time. I'm at Newcastle now. So yeah, everyone's moved forward for the better. We can't do a podcast today without talking about Pukegate. I know we mentioned Pukegate. it briefly at the start of the thing, but. I didn't actually see it, um, the, the situation. So, what? go on, Ash, you Matt give us an eyewitness account. Um, so, he's, uh, he's on all... F- the player's going on. He's by the tunnel edge. It's just inside the, the, the pitch and the touchline. He's, he's, he's um, crouched down on all fours. What's he doing there? And then uh, he's, he's, he's like... Um, he's, like r- he's like... What do you call it? Um, Retching. he was. And then... Uh, we used what, to say singing down the big white telephone, <laughs> we did. Or Ralphin, we used to call Ralphin, it. Ralphin, yeah. <laughs> And he's had, he's had a couple of goes. The third time, it's just all come out like, like water or something. And I don't know, it was like yesterday's porridge was coming up. It was horrible. <laughs> and uh, so he's, he's gone up. He's had a bit of water. The, do- the doctors treated him, treated him. 
and he's carried on and they just left the sick there. I was just waiting for someone to slide into that in the second half. See, what I should have done, like, at our school, they used to just put a bit of sawdust <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do it like that. They, they, should, have. Have, they should have done it like that. That's disgusting. Fair play to him for carrying on. Carried though. on, yeah. Is it Tommy Johnson did it before? Tommy Johnson did it, yeah, back in back in the 90s when you two were, were still little whippersnappers. Yeah. Um, I think it was anxiety. I can't remember the game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he held up his breakfast and um, carried on playing, you know, yeah. so fair play. I mean, you see that on Sunday mornings, don't you? I you mean, do, you yeah. still play Sundays, yeah. you see that down, on, do that down on the park pitches, but that's normally kind of, you know, 10 points of Stella <laughs> and a Biryani coming out in it, which <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe Villa's nutritionist would give that to Matt Target um, <laughs> be, before yeah. the game. So, now fair play to he's, he's an interesting one, Target, for me, because... It ain't been the most conventional starts for him. He's had stop-start with injuries. Yep. He's puked on the pitch. Um, but I like him. I do. I like him down. I like him down that that left yeah. flank and yeah. playing some lovely stuff down there. Yeah. Last night and we've, you know, we've been raving about Jack and I remember Brian Jones when you spoke to him a couple of weeks ago talking about the weight of pass. Yeah. And there was an example of that last night where Jack's picked a, a, a lovely little pass and targets come back. Was it the one? Was it the one for Wesley that was that was saved? I can't remember. Can't remember which, which chance it was, but um, no, he's uh, understated. But I think, I think he's, so, yeah. he's going to be a, be a popular player down there because you know we've spoken about central midfield being a problem position, left backs not being that great. I mean, this was done by the fact we had to kind of choose that team of the decade yeah. um, from from this decade, yeah. and couldn't think of you know other than than Warnock. Um, you go back to like Freddie Boomer, and yeah, that, I don't think, fair. yeah. I don't, don't think we've, we've really had a, a great player in that position, so so he's been really good. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention last night, I had a, a, a message from Villa in the middle of the night um, from Mick Dale. Uh, I don't know whether you know Mick, who's the, the tour tour guide, tour guide extraordinaire. Yeah. And he was in the program last night because he's sixty uh, on Friday, and I just wanted to kind of give. Brilliant. I mean, we listen. We will do dedications. Um, we'll get get Ash to do a you know, a single gram or something like that, or I'll do a strip gram if it's a special <laughs> occasion, like a bar mitzvah or something like that. Yeah. But I wanted to give a big shout-out to, to Mick Dale, because to me, he, he's a guy who epitomises Aston yeah. Villa, what Aston Villa should be like as a, as a family point? club. Um, 60, I think he is, on, on Friday. You now he's, you know, he's got a weekend planned with, he, with his family. So, big shout-out, Mick. Many happy returns. I know that, that Villa got that victory for you last night. Um, but, yeah, I don't know whether people have had the pleasure of going on one of Mick Dale's tour guides, but um, as exciting as it is seeing behind the scenes at, yeah. at Villa Park and going into the, the, the unseen areas and the dressing room and the, the corridors that we wouldn't normally see, yeah. the way Mick delivers it with some of his stories and some of his some of his gags. Uh, he did admit to me last night when he spoke to me that he, he's nicked our grocery misconduct gag um, to talk about cabbage gag. But you, you're welcome to that, Mick. That's probably your birthday present unless you want to share a can of Stella and a packet of frazzles with, with Dan Rollinson and Wesley. Um, but yeah, he's a really, really great guy. So I just wanted to kind of give him, give him a, a big shout out. Well, Ash, England, England's number three, or number four, is he now? Was was back in action last night. It surprised me. I thought, um, I mean, obviously we get our injury updates from uh, from Villa's reserve goalkeeper speaking to the, yeah. the Norwegian press nowadays, but, you know, <laughs> needs must. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd be out for another couple of weeks. God, you know, that's the last time I rely on you all, Jim. Yeah. Um, he was back, back between the sticks. Made some important saves, but I, I just got the sense that he gives you that kind of security anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when Heaton's in goal, 
He's always got this aura about him. I've got this. Don't worry, lads. I'm, I'm here, basically. <laughs> and I think the players feel that as well. Big Tom Eaton's in goal for yeah. us. Massive uh, character in the dressing room. He's huge around the body, more training complex as well. And the lads spoke. In, and yes, yes, Hurahan grabbed all the plaudits and whatnot yesterday, but a few of the lads gave Heaton a shout-out, which says a lot about him. And he's... Um, He's a, yeah, just the, the the effect he has on the club at the moment. So yeah, I mean that that, that save just after half time was crucial. He, he's, got, he's got a similar to you. He's got a knack of coming up with with the goods when when Villa need him. Yeah. So whether that's through saves or being a, a a calming voice back there for the likes of Mings and concert in front of him. Yeah, I mean he's coming to priceless, priceless now. Something Villa needed and cry for a long time, isn't it? Between the sticks, it's mad, isn't it? And uh, this is not supposed to be. A real slight or criticism of Jack Butland, but that was the one. Go get Butland. Go get oh, Butland. God, yeah. Twenty-five million, thirty quid. You know, he's a, a good age. You know, and I know he's got a few. You know, yet to probably reach his prime compared to Heaton, who's a little bit older. Mm. But I think we've dodged one there. I and think I think, so. I think Heaton was, and I think I think you've nailed it because it's not just him as how agile he is or how good nah. he is at coming collecting crosses or saving or, or shot stopping he's a presence yeah. and he's vocal and he's got that experience and I think been around the block isn't I think I think that package and there's at the moment last night which it wasn't you know he did make that, that that fine save and he was very reliable but something I noticed he just pinged this one ball out to Gilbert on the right flank mm. It was inch perfect, and I thought, well, and it wasn't. It wasn't a straightforward roll pass yeah. across the turf. It was a kind of proper kind of ping. I thought, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having that. So I think that I think his distribution is something that because he's he's the all round package. Yeah. Perhaps overlook the fact that he can, you know, he can play, he can play a he's bit. Scored at Man U, wasn't he? So he can play yeah. a bit as well. Um, he's got so much belief about him. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's just a calming calming head back there. Yeah, um, so I say, I have so much belief in him. Can't fault him, can you? So and I think as a goalkeeper as well, he's still, he's still, he's relatively young. You know, there's no reason we can't get another four years out of him. Like a freedom, similar to that. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, and again, I think it's that, it's that because he's so self-assured, mm. he kind of that that spreads confidence oh, to the back four, and that was an important save at that time because it, it was that. Uh, time where Newcastle thought alright we've come to play a football match we've got to have a go for five minutes <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it, there was a bit of vulnerability about Villa but came to the rescue yep. um, so I think I think Villa would have probably lost at Wolves regardless to be honest I think Wolves, oh, were, God, yeah. Wolves were better and I think Villa were probably produced their, their, their least competitive performance of the season mm. um, but having said that it just shows the difference between Dean Smith having his A team on the pitch yeah. and not having his A team on the pitch which is it a recruitment issue I don't think Villa are going to go massive in January I think they'll look to give Wesley some more support and they may may look to bring in some somebody else on the width in, in a bit more width but I think next summer and I'm getting, ahead, I'm getting massively ahead of myself mm. next summer because until we know what division Villa are going to be in can't recruit plan to recruit massively for next summer but I think I think next summer it's where you take the next step. Then it's making sure that that you that your reserve team yeah. in all strong. positions. And we've said we've got a strong midfield, we've yeah. got a strong cent- central defence. Um, but I do think that, that listen, you've got to, you, you can't you can't run before you can walk, no. and you've got to be spend 140 million. How much do we expect him to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. spend to to get a, yeah. a Premier League A team and a Premier League B team? But I think it is to me. It's it's making sure that we've got nailed on. 
decent quality deputies in, in every position. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> brings me on. It doesn't necessarily bring me on. It's the worst segue in the world. Um, but I wanted to um, have a little look ahead to Sunday, um, Old Trafford. Yeah. See, this is this is why we, this is why we give you the job, yeah. Ash. You know, we, bloody car fires and bloody robberies and stabbings <laughs> and yeah. you know around Great Bar. I mean, that was you reporting on. I'm not doing oh, yeah, it, yeah. by Sorry, the way. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's all about, mate. Yeah, it old, is, yeah. Old Trafford on a Sunday, when yeah. I'll be I'll be kind of devouring my Sunday roast in front of the television. <laughs> you'll be you'll be there. Yeah. Uh, Theatre of Dreams. That's it. Um, Think Villa can go there and, and, and sneak something? Why not? Why not? I mean, Palace have done it this, done it this year. Man, you have looked a bit ropey. Um, away from my man and at home. Um, I watched the game last Sunday, Sheffield United. That was great for the uh, 2 0 up, they were. Uh, man, you clawed the way back and then Sheffield United grabbed an equalizer. So they are vulnerable, man, you. Regardless, so I think Villa needs Villa now with the players back. Grealish is back. You mentioned Heaton there, going to places like the Old Trafford. Heaton's experience in Naus. Even just in the winding down the clock moments, or just just be doing the right things at the right time, they're all vital. So Villa, they'll be buoyed by this by this win against Newcastle. Back on the winning trail, get to Old Trafford. I wouldn't say it's a free hit because I think Villa can can go there and cause problems. So Dean Smith will be pumping them up now with some belief, yeah, and we can we can do the business there. We've got some of the most informed players in the league, in your Grealishes and whatnot. Uh, there's a little added incentive there from begin after all the paper talk man you wanted me you can you can you might have a little bit of a carrot to go at so yeah no fear for me um go out there and just just do what you did against Newcastle go at them yeah I think Dean Smith will do that as well we're debating off tape and off camera which I should pretend that I know about man United won't we and <laughs> saying should I wing it um I haven't seen a great deal of them this season. Mm. Now, I'm sorry about this. I should be more professional than this, but on a Sunday afternoon, I have to stick my kids, my son's football washing in the washing machine. I have to, you know, load the dishwasher. You know, if I get anywhere near the telly, I I might catch a bit of frozen or tangled or something like that. So, I'm a daughter's trying to get the control off me. Dad, can we watch the football? No, we're watching frozen or tangled. (laughs) What I'm getting at, basically, is you tell me, who who we need to who we need to fear really? It's the forward line, isn't it? Daniel James just started really well. The Welsh kid, rapid. Um, he was really good last week at Sheffield United. So it's the forward areas. Rashford coming in a bit of form now. But elsewhere, other than that, the midfield can be got at. Um, they're a very young team now while he's playing. So yes, they are talented. But I think Villa have got more um, of a team team spirit about them. Um, who can go there and cause problems. I think Villa have got a chance with Grealish on the pitch, regardless of who you're playing. Um, We've seen that for glimpses at, at the Emirates and the Etihad up until up until that goal. Um, Grealish is quality. I've said this; he's sensational at the moment. So he's he's on the pitch. He's going to make things happen. Uh, he's going to really really relish playing at, at the Theatre of Dreams. Something he'll he, he'll want to go on. Do you think? No, I was just thinking about Old Trafford. And he's never known as the well, not for many years, known as this hostile environment. Anyway, no. it's a bit of a cliche, but do you think it is a case of frustrating that that crowd? Yeah, boy, perhaps. You know they don't have to. Villa don't have to go gung ho, but we've seen them start start brightly. Uh, yeah. You know, at the Emirates, we've seen Tottenham, them start yeah. brightly brightly at Tottenham. So they have got the kind of confidence and the potential to to go and do that. Do you think that that's that's a key to what yeah what, how Villa can achieve something? It's intriguing though. I reckon they're bringing the camera back in, but giving it away from home against Man. Yeah, so you can't drop anyone, can you? So 
That'll tell you everything there is to, to know, really. It's uh, a big game for Hurrahan. I know, sir. If he starts, because yeah. it's that second game second syndrome. Second game syndrome, you're right. Can you, you know, do it, can yeah. you do it at Old Trafford? Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating that, that, you know, I know I'm a bit after the event, but Villa have only just been in the, got in the Premier League, so forgive me for not talking about this sooner. How close Solskjaer came to managing go, Aston yeah. Villa. If you said that, he'd have actually become Manchester United manager. No. It's remarkable. Yeah. So close was your learner's man, wasn't it? Yeah. Back it, yeah. Flew him in, flew him in on the private jet back in the days where we used to have kind of airplane spotters on Twitter kind <laughs> of pointing, I know that one. Yeah. I know the nose of that plane, I know that wing, that's a, that's a V4 4673, that's Randy's. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, mad. It, it's, it, it's interesting then, back then. Um, it came so close. I don't know what. What turned that? I mean, we'd be talking nostalgia here, but mm. I don't know what what convinced that because he was nailed on to get it. Yeah. You know, we, we were close to close to the Norwegian press back then, and yeah. obviously they were feeding us a bit more from their end than we were getting 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 from our end. Mm. Um, it's different, I suppose, though, isn't it? If, if Man United come knocking, yeah, we stayed at Molde, didn't we? Then Cardiff, yeah. and then that yeah. wasn't very good, was it? And then yeah, took over at Man U. Steadied the ship and got, got a tune out of him, but this year it's been a bit of pressure on him, hasn't there? I think this has been the last time that, um, that Aston Villa play at Old Trafford with um, Solskjaer in, and that's not because Aston Villa are going to get relegated. Mm, yeah. That's because I think I think Pochettino probably will be in there before before the uh, yeah. before the season's out. Um, so, with all due respect to the baby-faced assassin, um, <laughs> Solskjaer, let's hope that we we give him another little shove. Yeah. Shoved towards the door yeah. on, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no reason why we can't go get there and get a result. Leaves me through. No fear. That's that's his, that's his man, mantra. Uh, and yeah, just, just give the ball to Grealish. It, it'll, it'll work his magic. And yeah, looking forward to that one. That's what we've got to come up for. Playing the grand stages of them all. And even like the, the, you've mentioned it, the Arsenal's the big ground this year. Villa, Villa have been more than competitive. Just be a bit. Just needs to be a bit more streetwise. Uh, on and off the ball. Um, obviously, there was an undone at Man City. Next thing you know, three goals going just like that. Arsenal, they were naive as well. So they'll be trying to learn, learn from from the mistakes. Smith also spoke previously about um, going to a big place like that and getting results, getting the monkey off the back. So hopefully, they can do that now as well. So it's got a turn. You'd fancy Villa getting the results out of Man U or Chelsea. Um, so yeah, big week, and then um, Leicester a week on Sunday as well. So yeah, these are the games that we look forward to seeing. You got some questions for us, Dan? I have. <clears throat> we'll do these pretty quick fire because we've kind of talked about some of these topics anyway. Okay. So, the first question is from a guy called Villa Mad. He says, Wesley, please discuss. That's all he says. Patience for me. Patience. You know, if, if Villa were losing matches every week, which I know they were, <laughs> they were two weeks ago. <laughs> Villa were losing matches every week and they were marooned at the bottom of the um, the Premier League. I think you could say this striker's not fit for purpose if he's, if he's part of it, but he's scoring goals, he's trying to hold the ball up, he's trying to learn his game in the glare of the Premier League. I think we've got to, got to be patient, we've got to give him a chance and we've got to give him some support with a, a, either a foil to play up, up with him in January or somebody who can take take the burden off him in, in yeah, January. So just keep backing him, yeah. Keep backing him. He work hard for you. And he's got four goals already. I know. I know they haven't been all like brand spanking performances, but I mean, just back him. I mean, Villa, yeah, turn the corner now. Hopefully, yeah. so over the Christmas period, he gets a couple more, yeah. gets that confidence going again. And just back him. Be patient, as you say. Yeah. I mean, I can quite confidently say he's my favourite ever Aston Villa Brazilian international. So, yeah. what more is there to say than that? 
Uh, Ethan Woodward says, what do we need in January? What do we need in January? Well, Ashley's going to be a dad, so yeah. he probably needs yeah. some, sli- some <laughs> sleep, <laughs> yeah. some nappies. One on the way. Uh, some, a, a can of Stella and a packet of frazzles. <laughs> um, go on, after you. Um, yeah, so I don't think Villa will be that busy in January. They, they did all the work in the summer. So hopefully they'll be just fine-tuning the players who haven't been involved. Hotter, forgot about him. Yeah. He'll come in, hopefully, and add, add his worth. Um, Trezor guys, I haven't seen the best of him yet. Yeah, he's got back-to-back goals, so he's been in and out. Um, just getting a, a tune out of the players who aren't playing, I suppose, and the likes of Hurahan stepping up to the plate, which they have been doing. There might be in the market for a, another wide man, perhaps. Um, I'll see what Codge is doing. Yeah. Codge's contract's running down, but just be fine tweaks. If a bargain comes available, whether a loan or a, or just a, yeah, just a bargain buy, I think they'll, they'll, they'll take it. But they're not in no rush to for any business. So yeah, they don't. They, I don't think they're going to go big. They've spent heavily last summer. I don't think they need to go big this in, in January. I think there's still FFP still a consideration, even though they're on the print back on the Premier League gravy mm. train because it's taken into account the, the last two years still, I believe, as well as this season. Um, a striker, they need they need a striker to, to give to take a bit of the burden off Wesley. Um, you know the latest link of the weekend, obviously, was this kid at, at Liverpool, this this Ryan Brewster, who I've heard good things about. Mm. Um, somebody described him as a young Jermaine Defoe, which I'd, I'd quite like to take a little bit of that. Um, might get to see him ourselves at Villa Park in, yeah, the, yeah, uh, so. in the in the cup quarter final. Uh, I can categorically say that they won't be signing anybody from Glasgow Rangers. No. Um, so you know, there's been been a couple of players linked there yeah. um, by various uh, media outlets, but uh, I'm led to believe they won't be bringing anybody in from Rangers. So um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I think it's. Um, I think it's the, the thing Ash, Ash nailed it kind of it's tweaks and it, it's fine tuning Villa have already with last summer spending are these quick fire ones weren't they Villa have already with, with last last uh, summer spending spree kind of um, put together a very competitive I'd probably say Premier League 14 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 14-15 so, um, so and I'm, I'm confident that's going to be enough to keep them in the Premier League for, for another another season how good was Douglas Louise yesterday? Had a few errant plays on the ball, but he seems to be growing into his own at Villa now. Yeah, Douglas Louise, bit of a maverick, isn't he? Um, I don't think his name is Shoot. Shoes every time he gets the ball, but um, yeah, I mean, he played in the Anchorman role yesterday. He's got an attacking edge to him as well. He does doodle on the ball now and again when he picks it up, a bit too casual at times, but I mean, he's a great option in there, goal threat. Knows his way around the football field and um, a great technician as well. So, I mean, he looks a great boy at 15 million. He can do a number of positions, play number eight, can play defensive if needs be. So, yeah, yeah, he's been solid solid today and he'll be able to build, build on it. I think he's going to be my second ever fa- favourite <laughs> Aston Villa Brazilian international, to be honest. But I echo what Ash says, you know, looks very calm sometimes. <laughs> the calmest man in the ground. If, glad, yeah. if only somebody would shout, Douglas at him rather than shoot. He might get a warning that somebody's about to nick the ball off his toes. But yeah. I think he's yeah, I think he's growing in confidence. I think young, young, really young, young lad as well. Yeah. So I think he's um, yeah, I think he's good. I think Villa have got two. You know, we talked about how strong they are in the defence in the central midfield positions. I think they've got two strong DMs there in terms of mm-hmm. um, Nakamba and Douglas Louise, Considering neither of them have got. Premier League experience really behind them. Behind them, I think they've they've adapted, adapted very really well, well and really quickly. Yeah, I'm not sure either of you two will have the answer to this one. It's an interesting point from James. He says, having dropped a lot of points and conceded 16 goals in the second half of games, how do we sort that out? Do you want me to go back to my um, Sunday morning yeah, yeah, football analysis? 
Um, I don't know, you know. <laughs> There's my Sunday morning football analysis. <laughs> I think it's really difficult. I don't think it's, it doesn't seem to be a fitness issue, particularly. I think it's just a kind of law of averages in some of the games where they've had to concede ground and concede possession. If people bang on your door so many times, eventually they're going to they're going to going to find a way through. Yeah. Um, I think Ash has said in how this equates to what people do on a football pitch. I don't know, but I agree that they need to be they need to be more streetwise. They need to be a bit savvier about kind of killing games off by winding the clock down. By you know. And they've got a two-goal advantage last night, so you don't particularly need to, to wind the, call, the, the clock down. You could probably go and try and get that extra goal. They tried as well, didn't um, they? Wesley yeah, could, could have wrapped it up with the third, so they, yeah. they tried to wrap it up last night. But as for, as for late goals, you're up against quality opposition the last few weeks. Yeah. Liverpool had so much possession in the second half, they're dragging you out, making you more tired. Yeah. And um, chasing the ball is always harder than working with the ball, isn't yeah. it? So they found it tough against the bigger team, which is any, anyone will struggle yeah. there, wouldn't they? So, look at, yeah. I think again, it probably comes down to having that outlet in, in the end of games when you've got Wesley, who's been a, a bit of a kind of a lone warrior, you know, and naturally you're going to get you're going to step back and and, and and defend deeper as as the as the the clock winds down, and then you're relying on a very tired, battered kind of worn out Wesley to be your main man mm. who's up front on his own making the ball stick, and that that's that's not that easy. So perhaps. We, we saw earlier in the season we'd at least got Keenan Davies who, we, who could come on and, and, and try and be that man who backs, backs the ball stick and yeah. gives Villa a bit of respite. They haven't got anybody to do that at the moment. Um, so, was that a bit of a... Did we waffle enough there to, yeah. to, to aim, answer James? Happy with that waffling? Sorted. Final question for me. Explain this monstrosity of a T-shirt, please. What, Rudolph? This, when's this, is this, going, this, is the, this is the Christmas Eve podcast, isn't it? Is that when it's going out? <laughs> Going out today. Yes, it's. I was going to think of a real festive reason. It's because I sound like a real male show and his pig now. Um, my wife, my wife didn't iron me a shirt. <laughs> didn't didn't iron me a shirt this morning. So the, the nearest thing within range was um, my Rudolph pajama top. And pajama top. I think it is a pajama top. Yeah. So. Can we? Uh, I'm sorry about that. You've, you've made me feel really, really shy and embarrassed. Can we also clarify that I'm sitting on the floor as well, and I'm not like three foot because you're looking down on me at the moment. Uh, like, yeah. no, it looks weird. No, we, we're looking down on you, mate. That, that's that's the way we that's the way we see you. To be honest, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> no, you are. We, we're not. We're not. Uh, this is not being um, filmed and edited by um, by Warwick Davis. Uh, we can confirm that. <laughs> Can we wrap this up as well? Because my knees are getting a little bit sore. We now. did warn you that, mate. We did warn you. As soon as you turn twenty-four, all your joints and all your mm. uh, all your your body starts to creak. Uh, yeah. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that was you know when you you do a pilot episode and you're not really sure you're going to get get a series. Give us a second series. <laughs> Give yeah, me yeah. a second series, you mother. Um, <laughs> that was that was part one of our of our new and we'll let you decide whether it's improved uh, Aston Villa podcast. Claret and Blue. Uh, we are the new version of Aliv Notza. Crap name, great concept. Um, but we're back. We want you to get involved. We've got. We're going to be on Dan. Do you want to tell us the podcast channels that people can find us on? It's on Acast, Spotify. Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So a lot of things to follow and, and keep up with. There you go. So we'll try and kind of infiltrate your feeds uh, any way that we can. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. We hope it's um, 
past it's how, how, how it's past your commute or your your whatever you're up to I hope, I hope you've enjoyed our company and we'll be back every week uh, sometimes even twice a week um, so look out for that thank you very much <laughs>